listener. My name is Ryan Doze. I am your host here on Across the Bifrost for this episode. We're calling number one, Becoming Thor, and our low-key preview. We've got a great fun show planned for you today. I'm really excited to get to share this content, this episode with you. Before we get started, I just wanted to say uh, thank you again for for being a, being a part of the show. You listening is you being a part of this show. We appreciate it. We are very grateful for you doing that. But the bulk of our show today, here's what we got planned for you. We have a great interview uh, that I was able to do with a Chicago-based Thor cosplayer. He's going to share his story, why he got into cosplay, and what keeps him going in his experience with uh, getting to do charity work and getting to work with kids. It's going to be a great interview that I'm sure you will enjoy. And then be sure to stick around to the end. At the end, I'm bringing on another guest to talk all about Disney Plus's Loki coming out in just a matter of days at the time of this recording. We go into our hopes for the series, what we want to see more of. It is going to be a good time for you to just look ahead to what I believe will be the blockbuster show of the summer. I am super excited for Loki. I'm super excited for you to enjoy this interview, and I hope that you have a great time listening to this episode. I will say we do have a little bit of an audio issue with the interview uh, with Becoming Thor. I hope you can get past that and just enjoy this guy's story. I know uh, I know, I did when we were able to talk, and he's become, become a good acquaintance of mine through social media. So without further ado, we'll get to the episode. I hope you enjoy all of it. We'll have some details at the end on how you can engage with the show. Until then, enjoy our discussion. Okay, welcome everybody to uh, really the first interview that I get to do on uh, Across the Bifrost is a really exciting um, experience that we get to take part in together. I have on the other line uh, a a Thor cosplayer uh, that I follow on Instagram uh, at Becoming Thor. I really enjoy him, uh, and I thought I would share uh, share him with you guys on the podcast. And uh, first, I'm just going to ask you, man, introduce yourself. Um, who who are who is the man behind behind the uh, the cosplay? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um... I have been cosplaying primarily as Thor since um, the the early fall of uh, 2019, right before the pandemic started. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to do it, but um, I really resonated with the character, and I've been having fun doing it ever since. So, uh, where where in where in the nine realms do you call home? Uh, where are you doing? Where's your base of operations? I live in the Chicago area, actually. Okay. Uh, and, and what, what do you do? What do you do during the day when you're not, when you're not, uh, when you're not wanting, uh, wanting to you know, make this impact as this fictional character, uh, that we all appreciate and love? What are you doing on the other side of life? Um, I'm actually a, uh, a marketing uh, person. I, I'm the director of public outreach uh, and communications for uh, a small city, which is one of the Chicago suburbs. Awesome. So I handle all of our communications and community uh, programming. So I've just actually, I thought about this the other day when I was, I was looking at uh, some of your, some of your uh, awesome photography. Like, do the people you work with know that this is like part of your life? Oh, absolutely. Okay. They 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 know it. They encourage it. My boss absolutely loves it. Um, and it act it actually started uh, with my job. Um, okay. And it, I can get into that if you like. Absolutely, um, man. That's that would be great. So in the summer of nineteen, um, well, let me start. I, I'm actually in charge of, like I said, public events and things. So we were having an outdoor movie showing of. Um, one of the Avengers movies, I think it was, 
I can't remember if it was Endgame or Infinity War. I want to say it was Infinity War at that time. Um, and I had the idea to get a bunch of uh, performers to play the Avengers to come meet the kids before the movie. And every single company that I called didn't have a Thor. And so I'm calling around and calling around and nobody says that they have a Thor. Nobody says that they have anybody even big enough to, you know, portray Thor. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'll just do it myself. So I got a Halloween costume and I <laughs> put it on and I did it at night. Uh, I joined the other performers that I'd hired and I just had a good time. And I had all these kids coming up to me, telling me that Thor was their favorite character telling me about how, you know, they had Thor action figures at home and they loved to, to do Thor's lightning moves in their video games. And I had this one little boy that I swear he came up to me about four times throughout the night and he just he just was so excited to meet Thor. And that is why I started cosplaying because I knew that there were groups out there that did it just for kids. And that was just the spark that that lit the fire in me and I just decided then right then and there that I wanted to keep doing it I wanted to visit hospitals I wanted to do it for kids and have them you know get eat Thor so that so I'll tell you what if I if I would have been like if I would have been like a six or seven year old at that event I would have been all it was like Spider-Man uh, who cares Iron Man whatever you know seen him but like to see like to see Thor come to life must have been crazy because like Thor can't hide behind a mask. Like you yeah. can't just be a dude in a suit. Like, so you say like you went and got a Halloween costume to pull this off. What, like, what was it like being there that first night and like kids are already associating you with that character and you hadn't even like really prepared for it yet. I hadn't. And it was so funny because, you know, I, I just started getting out there. I hadn't practiced the, the silly accent, you know, the, the deep British almost, well, not really British, but you know, as guardian accent yeah. uh, or anything like that. But now it comes second nature. I can stay in character for hours at events and things. Um, but no, it just came out of me. I don't know where it came from. It was awesome, though. And, and it was it was just so cool to resonate with the kids like that. I I remember when I was a kid meeting He-Man at Toys R Us. Oh, my gosh. And, and I remember, you know, being taken to meet Spider-Man at the department stores and things like that. These are memories that I, I still have 30 years later. So it... To be able to do that for kids is just such an incredible feeling. And that's how I felt that night. And that's the feeling that I live by. And that's why I keep doing it. I love doing the Instagram stuff. I love, you know, doing photo shoots and things like that. But for me, it's all about the kids. So was there anything? So as you're calling around to these places, you're like, dude, I need a Thor now you know that'd be great and they don't have it was it was there anything before this kind of this crisis um that thrust you into the role was there anything that resonated was there anything about thor that resonated with you before you started playing uh, you started cosplaying as him i my only real experience with thor before that was probably the movies and he was my favorite avenger to begin with i mean i always enjoyed him of course. Um, he's super fun. Um, but I would say he's very similar to, you know, He-Man. I mean, there's not a whole lot of differences. And I grew up with He-Man. So, you know, this this giant guy who's a prince and gets power from lightning and all that stuff, it's, it's very similar to that. So I mean, it's kind of what I grew up with. It's the power of Grayskull, man. <laughs> exactly. Well... I mean, I'm 42, so I grew up in the 80s, yeah. and that was my thing, and, and it just never went away. I'm still just a big kid. I still have my all my, my He-Man toys from when I was a kid, and, and many that I've collected as an adult, too. But but no, I've, I've really appreciated and, and grown to love and learn more about Thor as a character since I've started doing this. I think that, obviously, I knew the movies and the history that the MCU developed for him, but now I've sort of been reading the comics and going back and learning as much about him as I can. And, and he's still my, he's definitely my favorite Avenger, even more so now. Yeah, I, I think, so I, I originally got into the character because of Chris Hemsworth's, Chris Hemsworth's portrayal of him in that first movie. And I, like, 
I was a big fantasy fan. Like Lord of the Rings was my thing. And, you know, all, and seeing that meld with superheroes, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why doesn't everybody love this movie? Um, and, and then when he gets into Avengers, I'm just like, I'm sorry, dude. Like it, it, him and Iron Man fighting in the first Avengers movie. I'm like, this, this, this fight is stupid. Like, <laughs> why, why are we even doing this? Um, so I, when you, when you transition from like doing it that one time and then being like, okay, I think I could do this. What did it take? What did it take to do it well? Because like, there's a ton, ton of guys that could probably throw on a Halloween costume and kind of phone it in. But like, I, I believe you do it well. Well, thank you. Um, well, immediately I went and I, I ordered a, a better costume, um, obviously. And then I, I went to my local convention here. It was a wizard world. Um, and I went looking for any types of charity groups that do this kind of thing. Um, and I found one. I, I got actually I. I, I didn't find them that day, but I, I started doing some searches on on the word cosplay, um, C A U S E play, and and I found that there's a, a big charity group here in Chicago. But you know, since then I've gotten many charity groups, so I I basically go wherever I need it. Um, I'm I've started my own charity groups here with some friends. Um, I, I work with. Uh, different groups in different states. Um, I'm, I'm a very active member with League of Enchantment out of Michigan. Um, I follow them too. They're great. Yeah, we're, we're actually talking about the potential for expanding the league. Um, I've really been involved with that. I'm not a board member, but they've kind of brought me into the old kind of like a, a friend of the family almost. But I love working with them. They're great people. Um, and I've made great friends through that through that group and other groups. So it's, um, but truly I'm, I'm a, a cause player. I do it for charities as much as I can. I do it with make a wish. Um, you know, anytime that I can, I'll visit a hospital. I, I coordinate hospital visits on my own. Um, it's, it's really great when you're, you're visiting a kid in the hospital and they turn to their mom and they say, this is the best day of my life. And literally, they're in a hospital bed. Like, can you believe that? Like, yeah. But you give them, you know, a sense of joy, and that's what it's all about, man. That I mean, so they, they. I mean, I can imagine they truly like in that moment. They they believe every bit of it. Absolutely, that's and that's what it's all about. But but like I said, the. The character was almost inside of me from day one. Like I, I started doing the voice organically. Just it just came out of me. I, I don't know where it came from, but it was there. But like every cosplayer, I am constantly, you know, upgrading my my pieces. You know, I'm buying better gauntlets, or I'm buying a different costume. And I work with some terrific artists. And you know, there's a good friend of mine here in Chicago who actually made one of my costumes for me. She was a professional, or she is a professional costume designer, and she worked for the uh, the theater groups in Chicago as a professional. So her wow. work is absolutely amazing. Can I give her a shout out? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Her uh, her Instagram is at Paisley and Glue. And she's just fantastic and just a wonderful person. So, so if you're looking for a high quality commission, she's the one to ask. <laughs> so yeah, go go follow at Paisley and Glue if if you're listening to this right. Now. And and the and the League of Enchantment is is awesome too. I've actually yeah. I've seen so, like you you've just recently been been posting uh, this series of 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 almost a duo like duet kind of pictures with a Valkyrie cosplayer uh who yeah those are phenomenal man like we did a ragnarok shoot just a couple weeks ago um so we had a loki we had an odin we had uh we had two hellas and um and a valkyrie and and all of these are just fantastic cosplayers that look like they stepped right out of the movie so you know i'm actually you know looking at them and thinking that i'm the one that's the imposter there (laughs) and and dude like you're the headliner you you got it like you're you're the guy they all come to see (laughs) no it was great whoever that is that is doing the valkyrie i would love i would love to get her on this podcast i mean she she looked i mean 
Tessa Thompson and her. I mean, it, it almost indistinguishable. Absolutely. Awesome. Her name is, uh, I, I won't give away her real name in case she wants to, to keep it covered, but her yeah. Instagram is uh, quick cosplay with a K. Yes. So she's easy. Or you can find her, you know, if you go to mine and, and look at the photo of her, it's t- she's tagged in that. Yeah, so. absolutely. She did. I mean, all these people, you know, they're they're playing like the villains. So there was a, a moment when Hella was like choking me, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking there kind of laughing because this is my friend who's doing it and she's just the sweetest person. And, yeah. and so is Val, uh, the uh, quick cosplay. She's just a, a lovely person, just totally dedicated to her family and kids. But then she's wearing this Valkyrie costume and she looks like this, you know, total badass. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. See, like I've, it's, it's so crazy because like I've been to a few comic cons and I'm just like, man, what? Like if I see like a really legit cosplay, what does that person do for a living? <laughs> like, like I'll see, like I, I remember once I saw Captain America that just blew my mind. Like this guy was just looked like Chris Evans or like he stepped out of a comic book. I'm like, dude, bro, what do you do for a living? Like, do you do this for a living? Uh, so with, like with you knowing all these people, I, I, I think, um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm an, I'm an appreciator. I, I, I would say cosplay is art. I, but I, I'm not on the inside. So when, when you guys devote yourselves to these, really these roles, what does that mean to you? Like that you put in hard work to, to become this character. I mean, literally becoming Thor. What does that mean to you? Well, I, I think it's a little bit different for me. Um, you know, most of my friends, they don't, they are not as dedicated to one particular character as I am. I just found that this, this character fit me like a glove. It, it just worked so well for me. I don't really have a desire to do a whole lot of other characters. I've done a couple, you know, here and there just for fun or like one, one time events or something. But for me, you know, the, the whole reason I chose the name Becoming Thor is because it was a, a transformation of my life. Uh, it was it was a transformation of my body. It was a transformation of my my personality. Uh, it, I, I, I live by the mantra now that I wear the cape, I wear the hero, so I need to act like the hero too. And it just affects every aspect of my life. I try to be kind. I try to be nice. I try to be the hero. So. It's really fitting that the the tagline and the the motto of a League of Enchantment is actually very similar. It's 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 be the hero someone sees today, and that really resonates with me. That you know we are role models for kids. They look up to us, so it's very important that we we act that way. So that was what uh, becoming Thor means. It's not uh, it's not anything like to be full of myself or anything. It's just really been a personal journey for me. I actually, you know, it started long before I even thought about cosplay. Um, I started getting into health and fitness and lost a lot of weight and things like that. So, but yeah, it's just been a, a total life transformation. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about um, when you say you had to change your nutrition and your fitness. Like, what was that? What was that devotion like to really amp it up? I mean, like. If you see on like see on Instagram or like on the internet, like someone someone like Chris Hemsworth, I mean that's his life, and like and you're you're trying right. to capture, you're trying to capture that feeling for the people that you are are visiting and, and doing charity work for. How did you transition your life? Well, um, I was overweight for forty years. Um, I weighed three hundred and fifty pounds at one point. Um, and I was unhappy with myself. And so I actually started the, the, the diet and fitness routine about a year before I even considered cosplay at that point in my life, I never would have even thought about it, which I know is not the, the right way to think. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of anybody can cosplay any character that they want, no matter their shape, color, size, you know, it's all about having fun. Yeah. But for me, that had all begun long before, um, you know, the, the Thor thing started. So that's kind of where I was at with that. So it's almost like, I mean, getting to play Thor was kind of a, like a cherry on top. Uh, it really was. And, and I'm not going to say that, you know, you know, being 
you know, six, six and muscular and stuff doesn't hurt, <laughs> but, uh, it, it certainly, um, is not the, it was not part of the original plan. Let me put it that way, I guess. So it's just kind of like a bonus, I guess. Are you a legit six, six, by the way? I am. Yeah. Good. Jeez. You must tower over kids. Like I do. In fact, sometimes they're a little scared of Thor. So it, it helps when there's a, uh, you know, when there's somebody else to say, oh, you want to meet my friend Thor? And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so, so sure about him at first. But, you know, now that you say this, like, well, yeah, we'll go meet Thor. But, no, it's it's important that we get down on their knees and get down to their level a little bit. Yeah. So, so like a lot of my pictures when I'm with kids, I'm, I'm kneeling down or something like that. Because, yeah, I'm definitely at least seven feet tall with the boots and the helmet on and stuff. So I, I do power over pretty much everybody. <laughs> Well, man, I I really appreciate you sharing the the transformation part of it because that that you know being someone who's new to your account, like that's something I didn't know, and now like it makes me appreciate the 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 devotion really to make this character come alive because it I mean it feels like you correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like it comes from a place of genuine like genuine just love for others and a love for making an impact with, with this, you know, this thing that you're fortunate enough to add to like, um, this character and this mythos. Completely. I, I consider it a privilege that I get to do this all the time. I, I am absolutely honored that they, the kids believe that I actually am Thor and that it works. And, and I've been very lucky in the cosplay community too, in that I haven't had any of the negative feedback that I know a lot of cosplayers get. Um, I think it's unfortunate that that they do get that kind of pushback. That, because like I said, you know, I I really preach positivity. Um, I, I think it's important that people have the freedom and ability to be whatever character they want to be, and it doesn't matter if they look like that character or not. I I know some people have said that I have a, a somewhat of a resemblance to Chris Hemsworth, but. Um, I don't go by that. I think that I just try to be the best Thor that I can be. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it, Thor has looked different throughout the years, man. I mean, I, I mean, it's crazy though because Chris Hemsworth really doesn't look like the original Thor. Like, you know, no, it, he doesn't. And I, I think I patterned my Thor a little bit more after the comic version, especially when I wear the, the more comic-inspired suits and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean. I, I, the fact that you know we're about the same size is is uh, is a bonus as far as the comic character that goes anyway. <laughs> so, just like the 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 nerd in me has got to ask, do you have a do you have a a costume that that more like is in the vibe of like that that Stanley Jack Kirby era journey into mystery? Like, do you have that? No, I don't have the original. Um, I I think that. I, I try to, what I try to do is every time that I put a costume, I try to make it look as realistic as possible. And I just don't think that kids see that particular costume as like a realistic superhero anymore. Oh no, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> it's really hard. I think it would be really hard to pull that one off and, and, and be believable. You, you'd look like a comic character. I think about if you're wearing that one, but you would look like a cartoon. I do have that. Yeah, I do have that helmet because he's worn that in in more modern costumes too. But uh, I, I prefer the the one that I wear uh, most of the time, which is you know the the shiny silver one that's sort of inspired by the movie, but but kind of my own take on it a little bit too. Yeah, I I, I mean I I really like. Do you have a um? Do you have or maybe you have aspirations for the the Ragnarok like gladiator style um that kind of costume? I've done the, I, I have that one. Um, okay. See, the thing is, I, I don't go for screen accuracy okay. with my cosplay. I go for, for believability for kids. So if, and I've never had a kid walk up to me and be like, well, you're not the real Thor. I, <laughs> it's usually just the eye. <laughs> but I, I know that there are cosplayers that would look at me and be like, well, he doesn't even have the braid in his hair at this time. Because I don't always put it in because it comes out. And, you know, it's not... 
you know, this, this part of the armor has four rivets and your gauntlets aren't perfect and, you know, all that. And I don't care about any of that stuff. I just care about looking like Thor. Um, yeah. So I do have a Ragnarok suit. Believe it or not, it was just a, a thing I got on Amazon. Um, it was gifted to me, actually, by, uh, by a friend, but um, it was really only like a $150 suit. So that's what I wear a lot of times. Um, but yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't, I don't do the short-haired Thor very often unless I'm going to a particular event where he's needed because I, you know, then I, I, I actually naturally have red hair, so then I have to, like, put this brown spray in my hair and stuff, and I don't really care for doing that. So I, 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 like, I like the long-haired version the best. That, uh, that's the one that, that yeah. really resonates with me, and the one that I think I look like the most when I put that that version on yeah i well i agree um it's it was definitely eye-catching because like not i mean this is not at all to 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 discredit or or put down anybody else's interpretation of the character when i was scrolling through i was just like oh this guy like 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 i, I mean i got a stack of thor comics over here that i could flip open right next to this video and be like nope that's that's pretty spot on like um, you know, I was just flipping through my, uh, my Jason Aaron, uh, run of Thor the other day. And I was like, man, this is going to be so weird talking to a comic book character. Um, but, uh, I, uh, well, as you can see, I don't really, uh, I don't have the wig on and I don't have the, uh, the costume on. So <laughs> just me here, but, I, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I really like what you're touching on that. Everybody kind of brings something else to, to the character. You can never have enough cosplayers doing the same character and i i always encourage uh people to cosplay thor whether whether they feel that they look like him or not um i always say what my saying is all thors are worthy and i try to really Ooh. encourage anybody that loves thor to to pursue that um yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of lucky in that i do physically resemble him a little bit but uh, but beyond that i think you know it, it's all about the love for the character. I, I mean, it, this, first of all, you got to put all Thors are worthy on a t-shirt somewhere, like, and just <laughs> make it, make a friggin' mint with that idea. The, the, I mean, really the reason, again, like the reason why I wanted to start across the Bifrost was to celebrate this great character and the world that he comes from. Cause sometimes I think like people view this character as like, well, he's a God. Like what, you know, he's a, he's a God in the comics and he's from this other world and how could he relate with us? And I think a, a lot of us do struggle with this idea of like, am I worthy of, am I worthy of anything? And I, 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 I just love that all Thors are worthy. That is fantastic, man. And, and the fun thing about Thor that I really like is that, yeah, he is from this other world. So a lot of times when I'm portraying him, you know, just having him kind of bumble around confused and surprised by things is just a ton of fun. Like, you know, especially when I'm, I'm talking to a kid and they're wearing a Thor t-shirt or something like that. Like Thor gets so excited by that. Cause he's just absolutely astounded because how, how is there, how is this kid wearing him on their shirt? That's just amazing. <laughs> he just gets so excited. For everything. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, uh, of t-shirts and, 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 and things like that with Thor emblazoned upon them. I wanted to ask you just some, just some quick hitter questions about uh, your connection with the fandom itself. Not so much the cosplay part of it, but uh, what is your, like of the Thor memorabilia you own? Cause I can imagine you have a little bit. Um, what is your favorite piece of Thor merch that you own? It's, it's really hard for me because there's there's so many things. I could talk about every piece that I own for, you know, 10 minutes. But I've been very uh, lucky uh, in that I've had fans send me stuff from all over the world. Um, I've had moms send me stuff. So everything that – and I've had friends give me stuff. So anything that I am given – is just incredibly special to me. And I actually have a shelf in my, a bookshelf in my house where I display all of it. And, you know, some of them are little figurines. Some of them are, uh, one mom made me a, um, 
like a crocheted doll of Thor, which is really cute. What? That's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, actually. But, you know, it's it's just the meaning behind it. I I obviously buy stuff on my own, too. I'm a big action figure collector, so, you know, I love getting... Whenever they come out with a new Thor uh, figure, I always want to pick that up. Like, I'm, I'm really fond of the, the big 12-inch Marvel Legends one. It's really super poseable and stuff. I just, yes. I, it's a few but I just picked it up a couple of days ago, so I really like that one. And also because that one looks like me, so <laughs> it's fun to pose. <laughs> She's like, yeah, um, so weird thing. Marvel made an action figure of me. Like, <laughs> move over, Chris. Like, <laughs> I, I do see in the back, it, I gotta say, this. I say this only out of like insane jealousy. I do see the handle of a familiar hammer in the back. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is my metal uh, Mjolnir. Actually, it's it weighs about uh, I would say thirteen pounds or so. Okay, it's, uh, it's aluminum, and this is the one that I always take with me um, when I visit kids because when they they try to hold it, they 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 feel that it has some real weight to it. So but yeah, like I said, I'm all about making this as real as possible for them. I have lighter ones that I take on photo shoots and stuff, and I have the, the, the one that lights up and makes sounds and all that, but uh, but this is the special one that the kids get to try to hold and things like that. You, you can't exactly just grab one off the shelf at Target and take that, you know? No, it has to, it has to feel like the real deal. And, and I learned a technique, actually, um, from the Disneyland Thor uh Right before I started all this, I actually went to like a, a Marvel Avengers um, overnight party that they were having, and you could meet all the characters. And you know, they, it was like a—I think they called it Heroes Assemble or something like that. Sweet. And it went all night long, and they had all the characters out. And so obviously, I stood in line to meet Thor. And I was—I hadn't quite decided that I was going to do this at that point, but I was—I was definitely considering it and, and studying him and stuff. And what I learned from him is that. No matter who um, goes up to him, he always keeps one hand on the hammer. Okay. So that's what I've always done. So that, the, you know, the, the kids, they can hold it, but I hold it too. So the, the, the illusion is still there. Okay. Uh, it's to preserve the, like, the connection. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so you mentioned earlier that you have, in some of your groups that you're a part of and some of the work you've been able to do, you're often paired up with villains. So, I mean, obviously, you're the hero. You're the headliner. Uh, that's, you know, pretty established. Do you have a favorite Thor villain? Um, oh, who doesn't love Loki? I mean, Loki is awesome. He's he's hilarious, and he's got probably a bigger fan base than Thor does at this point. I know that, uh, at least in the MCU, I think his character is a little bit more popular than Thor. But uh that nuts? Yeah, I've worked... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's fun. He yeah. gets to be the bad guy. He gets to to have all the fun. He gets to play all the tricks on people. Um, so I don't blame him. You know, Thor is is pretty. Um, he's pretty black and white, but Loki gets to have all the fun and be that gray area character where he's yeah. kind of a villain, but he's also kind of a good guy sometimes. But uh, but yeah, I've worked with some awesome Lokis um, and and made some friends with them along the way too. But my the one that comes to mind, uh, Lucky Cosplay out of Michigan uh, looks just like him. So really, uh, whenever we get together, it, it's a lot of fun. And we, you know, we, we get into character and we're, you know, picking on one another. And uh, Loki will try to grab the hammer or I'll take the Tetract away. And, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And the kids get a kick out of it. Do you ever do? Uh, do you ever do the uh, the routine, the get help routine? <laughs> oh, all the time, all the time. And and because of the fact that I'm you know a big guy and I can usually pick up my Loki's, it, it's a little bit more believable. <laughs> that is that is probably the line of of the podcast. Like I can pick up my Loki's. It's it's no big deal. But I mean, honestly, I mean Loki is Loki. I mean they're they're literally making a TV show for him. It's, yeah. I'm very excited about that. So that'll be that'll be a fun show when that comes out. Yeah, so I, I know. I know you said that. You know, said said earlier on, like you pattern your Thor's after really the interpretation you want to go for. You're not shooting for, you know, that that movie centric uh, uh, 
look, but I'm curious, what's your favorite Thor moment? Like, whether it be from the movies or the comics, um, what is like, what to you is that moment where you're like, man, this is my guy? What I love about Thor in the movies, actually, is that he had to learn how to be a hero. And I think that that, that really resonates with me. You know, he really. He was an arrogant prince. He didn't know what he was doing at first. I mean, that's that was the whole storyline of that first movie. And he had to redeem himself, basically. And and I just think that's really cool because he didn't just, you know, build a suit of armor or get injected with some, you know, <laughs> fancy steroids to become a hero. He had to learn how to do it and he had to struggle. So yeah. he had all these great powers and, and he was given a great weapon and all that, but he had to figure out, you know, what it takes to be a hero that it takes more than the muscles and it takes more than the hammer the two it's what's inside that counts and i really think that's what resonates with me about the character i mean absolutely i mean he's he's i think what a lot of people forget is he's the only avenger that starts out with powers right and then he he gets them taken away and then he has to he yeah it's honestly that is that is a great aspect of this character is that he can become unworthy of his power. Exactly. And and I know that in the com- – I'm not as familiar with his, his comics. Like I said, I'm still reading them. But uh, I know that he's had a lot of ups and downs in those as well. And and I think now he's uh, in the most modern – he's kind of learning how to be a king and lead the kingdom on his own, which is also interesting because it's another – you know, aspect and another like struggle that he's going through, how to balance all of that. Like, does he really think he's worthy and, and is he ready for this and all that? So it's, it's cool. He goes through a lot and it's always, uh, it's always a strong character development with him. I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I, I, uh, thank you very much for your time today. I did want to just let, if you want to plug anything, if you want to throw out your, your social stuff or people, uh, you know, that maybe listen to this should follow. I mean, heck go for it, man. I'd love to give you that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, obviously first of all, my, my, uh, Instagram is at becoming Thor. So feel free to follow me there. Must follow. uh, Definitely follow some of my, um, my charity groups too. League of enchantment out of Michigan is like I mentioned before, they're fantastic. Uh, I'm, starting to work with Put on the Cape, which is an awesome organization that deals with uh, childhood uh, children's advocacy groups. Um, but and, and I'm also building my own group here with uh, three of my very close friends, and we're calling that Alliance of Legends, but we don't actually have a uh, social media presence for that yet. We're working on it. We're brand new, and it was kind of hard to get that started during the pandemic. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, and if anybody is interested in charity cosplay, please reach out to me, you know, message me. Um, I'm just a person. I know that some people think that I'm this like entity or something like there's a fear of messaging people like, um, that have uh, Instagram, but I'm happy to talk to anybody. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, um, if you're listening to this and you've connected with, with anything this man has said, reach out to him. He's a cool dude. Um, he's been super great to me and me. Heck, we just started talking like two weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, man, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, go, go follow at becoming Thor and, um, and you'll be very, um, very inspired, very pleased with how this man brings this character to life. So thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll see you down the road. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So before we leave you today on Across the Bifrost, our first, our inaugural episode, we have to talk about one thing that is coming up in a matter of days. I feel like so much of the Thor-related Marvel world has been leading up to this Loki Disney Plus series Starring Tom Hiddleston. It's going to be awesome. And we've had so many trailers drop for it. So many different promotional materials have come out for it. And I thought before we leave you today, we would preview the show for just a few minutes so that you have a little bit of a primer going in. And then we're actually going to recap every episode 
over the next two months. It's going to be awesome. And I brought in a special guest. Yeah, you heard it right. I have two special guests on this first episode. This second special guest is incredibly special to me. She is my wife, my partner in crime, my best friend, and she has a title that uh, that I've affectionately given her. She is my nerd queen. So introduce yourself, babe. Hi, I'm Kim. <laughs> I'm Ryan's wife. She is uh, super excited to uh, be a part of this. So we're going to listen to the trailer. We're going to play the trailer for you, the last full trailer. And then Kim and I are going to talk through just a few of what we hope this series presents and what we hope to get to see out of Loki from these six episodes we get over the summer. So here we go. The timekeepers have built quite the circus, and I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. Please sign to verify this is everything you've ever said. This is absurd. Sign this too. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Uh, it's super intense. That's uh, one of the things I just love about it. But so there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, a lot that um, a lot that we won't be able to dig super in depth in on this video. But come back for all of our recaps, and we'll obviously we'll get into stuff as the series progresses. But I wanted to ask Kim and myself a few questions just to kind of figure out how we're feeling, how across the Bifrost is processing this awesome series that we get to experience in just a matter of days and over the summer. It's going to be awesome. And the two questions are this. What what from these trailers and through the series do you want to want to know more about? What parts do you want to uh, figure out more details with? And the second question, what do you hope we see from this series, so I'm gonna. Add, I'm just gonna throw it to Kim, uh, babe. What do you want to know more about after seeing uh, the last and final Loki trailer going into the show? So, I like Doctor Who, and I get major <laughs> timey timey wimey wibbly wobbly stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I get major Doctor Who vibes from yeah. the show, which really excites me, and so. Um, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing a different perspective on time travel. Obviously, we've seen stuff in Endgame that they go back and fix all of the timelines. Um, and so this will just be a different 
side of that and see how Marvel handles time travel, which then leads into, will we see Doctor Strange? What, what makes you think that we'll see Stephen Strange in Loki? Well, time. <laughs> he has the time stone. He is the keeper of, the protector of the time stone. It feels very fitting for him. We also know Scarlet Witch is making an appearance in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. She is a sorceress. Loki's a sorcerer. I don't know. I'm seeing some connections. I'm yeah. seeing some some similarities there. So we've never seen those two characters together. That's one thing. No. So I think that I think that would be really uh, well. We've seen Doctor Strange and Loki together. Oh right, 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 Where right. He's, I'm falling for thirty minutes. That that you know? is oh, it's such classic. a classic. That's such a good part of Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to you want to know more about from the trailer specifically? Okay. So, it was not this specific trailer, I okay. don't believe. Okay. But it was a clip from another one where he's leaving the plane and he like f- jumps out of the plane and is flying and gets caught up by the Bifrost. Let me tell you, if we see Idris Elba, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, one thing, you'll probably figure this out, uh, this not-so-subtle fact about Kim uh, throughout this podcast is she is a big Heimdall, Idris Elba fan. Anything Elba, she's all about. Anything. I, up, it's not, up to her elbows. It's not that subtle, though. I don't know why you said subtle. No, it's not. It's not at all. So Heimdall would be cool. Um, oh anything gosh. about the Time Variance Authority? Because we know Loki is going to be working with uh, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, uh, throughout this whole show and they're working with the Time Variance Authority. Is there anything with that that you're wanting to know more about going into the show? Um, I think just how... It's again, it's how will the MCU take on time travel? How do they... How do they project it? And how do they protect it? And how do they move around it? Like, what is their method? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Because again, we've seen time travel stuff in... Tons of different media. Yeah. Um, so just looking at how Marvel kind of looks at it will be interesting. But also, I think the thing... I know this is the other question. Yeah, yeah, no. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most is watching Owen Wilson say, wow, in this show. <laughs> yeah. If Owen Wilson doesn't be like, wow, wow, this is wild. This is, wow, time travel. This is nuts. Like, if we don't get a good wow out of Owen Wilson, I feel like the opportunity... Table flip, I quit. Yeah, the table... Like, the opportunity was missed on purpose. It's kind of like how at the at the end of Infinity War, we almost got the F-bomb from Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, because that's... It's, it's like, it's... it's it, yeah, it's their, it's their thing. It's the quintessential thing they do. Um, so, for me, I, I know the things that I want to know more about, there are some connections with... Um, the Timekeepers, uh, the Time Variance Authority, with a character that I really have longed for to see in the MCU, and that's Kang the Conqueror. I highly doubt he'll be in this series, but Kang, if you're unfamiliar with, and I, you're giving me a look, so <laughs> Kang is this uh, this time traveling uh, conqueror, as his name you know suggests. And he's already been confirmed. Uh, an actor named Jonathan Majors is going to play him in the third Ant-Man movie. So I wonder if there could be any connections there. Uh, because, man, just throughout his history and where the Time Variance Authority is used in comics, Kang is often closely associated. Let me give you this theory. Okay. Okay, so we just finished this huge... Huge, massive story arc, 23 movies in the MCU of Thanos being the overarching bad guy, Yes. right? Yep. We now have moved into a new phase where time and magic are very prevalent. Agreed. Even starting with the last Spider-Man movie and Mysterio kind of... Yeah, Mysterio, yeah. Yeah, so what if Kang is the new big bad? 
and everything is leading up to that you know with dr strange and multiverse of madness obviously wandavision was very magic heavy and kind of time too with what she was doing with her powers yeah especially with the inclusion of the x-men universe quicksilver yes and bringing vision back yeah yeah and so now with loki Playing Doctor Who, let's just be real, that's what's happening. You, right? <laughs> first episode of Across the Bifrost, a Thor podcast. There was way too much Doctor Who talk. <laughs> or, or, not, or not enough. I that's don't know. all I could think of when yeah. I watched it was that this is just Marvel's take on Doctor Who. But um, yeah, what if Kang's the new bad guy and there's subtle hints here and there dropped just like with Thanos. Subtle hints were dropped leading up to it and then it was like boom big reveal here's Kang he's awesome he's bad so one thing um one other thing that I want to know more about is throughout these trailers we know that Loki is on a he's being really coerced into a mission to correct to correct the branches of time that he affected by stealing the Tesseract in the middle of Endgame. So um, if you haven't looked into uh, maybe some of the details of the trailers, the Loki that is in the in this show is not the Loki that we know from, from most of the movies. This is a... They, they point this out in the trailer. This is a variant Loki. Um, the main prime storyline story Loki is dead. Uh, Thanos <laughs> killed him in Infinity War. And so um, that... That was rough. That was the worst. <laughs> but like, what I'm what I'm excited to see is how they go about correcting these timelines because there is a shadowy hooded figure that is working against the time variance authority in in, in these different times they're going to, and we've already seen that there's different versions of Loki that are going to show up. I mean, one of the most uh, one of the most prevalent images was President Loki, based off of the Vote for Loki 2016 comic. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if Tom Hiddleston gets to portray multiple versions of, of Loki. That would be really, really cool. I think, too, it's going to be super interesting because we're getting 2012 yeah. defeated Bad Loki. guy Loki. Yeah. We, Not redeemed Loki. Right. We've lost all that character growth in that story arc for him. And so just seeing, are they going to have him redeem himself again? Or is he just going to stay bad and be forced into helping do good things? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's also this, um, this, this is something, so kind of just jumping forward to what we hope for. Um, I really, really hope... That in some way this affects uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Now I'm not saying that we're, we're gonna we're gonna Loki's gonna return to the main timeline somehow, but I feel like you can't have a series based on Thor's arguably his his most iconic supporting character. You can't have that and not not reference him or include him and I just see this I see this Loki series having big implications across the MCU as a whole a lot of what you said about we are messing with time streams now multiple series have messed with it I feel like Endgame was almost the tester mm-hmm. it was the it was the 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 appetizer to this larger world of looking at these different alternative timelines. I mean, anyone who knows the comics at all knows that there's di- it's a multiverse of different worlds. Um, of madness. Of madness. There we go. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Welcome to a Thor podcast with a lot of Doctor Strange. I like it. Doctor Strange. Yes. The wrong person to have on. That's, so that's what I hope we get. I hope we get... Uh, to see how Loki in this series affects the larger multiverse. Because um, I, I truly do believe that it will. Oh, it will. And how, how will that happen? Is that what, is, what are some of the things you really, really hope happen in this series um, as we, we get primed for it? Before I touch on that. Okay. 
I have a thought about what you're saying about Thor Love and Thunder, and I think Chris Hemsworth just can't handle seeing his brother come back to life again and then die again. That'd be, what, the third time? Like, don't do it to him. Don't do it. Um... So that's it would all. be it would be emotionally jarring. That's all I have to say about that. Just yeah. don't hurt us again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Feige, don't do it. But um, things I want to see, I've kind of already talked about because it's really just I love seeing how characters interact, and really the only character that we know going into this will be Loki. Yes, Loki is a super powerhouse. So he is able to carry things himself and he will be entertaining with other people. But we don't know any of the other supporting cast in the MCU. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they play off each other. But I also would love some cameos. I'm all about that. Yeah, the load the load is definitely on Tom Hiddleston's uh, shoulders. Who I believe, I believe he is also a part of the producing group. For this show. That makes sense. Um, I, I, I actually... I'm just realizing today, as of this year, Tom Hiddleston has portrayed this character for 10 years. As has Chris Hemsworth with Thor. A whole decade of Loki. And he's been so iconic throughout his entire run. Such a beloved character. I was going to say, probably most loved villain. T- Tom Hiddleston. I, so... I. Just jump on my Tom Hiddleston uh, soapbox here. I believe he will set himself apart in this series because we're going to see him rub shoulders with, like you said, characters we don't know yet. Yeah. Kind of like how how Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen did in WandaVision. Yeah. How we, we didn't know any of those supporting characters yet. We got some. We got we got a uh, we got a Cat Denning sighting, which was awesome. Uh, we we got some really cool cameos and Randall Park. And, and yes, and Randall <laughs> Park, uh, who is awesome in the Ant Man movies. But this cast is so new to us, and we like we know Owen Wilson from other movies, but we don't know Mobius from other things. Right, and even Owen Wilson, I'm a little confused by this role for him. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, is he going to be able to be comedic, or is he playing just the straight? You know, sometimes we'll say something sarcastic, but, you know, um, that's just going to be interesting for me. I think we're going to get to see a lot of Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson bantering and going back and forth. I, I truly do think that Tom Hiddleston will hit a home run. Um, that's not really something I hope for. It's kind of something I just know will happen. You expect, yeah. Uh, the quality of actor he is and how much... How much effort he puts into this character that you just see come out on screen i think uh this will be the i mean this will be the blockbuster show of the summer well yeah nothing else is coming out i mean not just on disney plus (laughs) not just on disney plus i just think it's gonna i think loki is gonna kind of take over the summer Mm -hmm. uh that may seem like a like a bold prediction but um loki likes to take over things he does like to take over things yeah 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 well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our preview of Marvel's Loki coming out on Disney Plus uh, in early part of June on the 9th. And we're going to be talking about this show all summer. Uh, June and July are designated Loki times. So uh, if you are enjoying this show, reach out to us on Instagram at Across the Bifrost. And we would love to talk to you about Loki. And uh, remember to uh, rate this podcast. Give us five stars. That would be awesome. We would appreciate that. And reach out to us on social media. Let us know how we can be just doing a better job uh, here on this podcast. We love Thor. We love his world. And um, like we've said before, we exist to celebrate and explore his world. Loki is a huge part of his world. So uh, we're going to be covering his show pretty extensively. Uh, Kim, do you want to leave the audience with anything today? Or have you, have you um, shot your bolt? I don't know what that means, but... It's like a crossbow. Like the bolt of a crossbow. It's not called an arrow? No, it is not. Okay. Um, um, I will just say Loki for president. Loki for president. 2024. 2024. <laughs>
Guys, thank you so much for joining us this on this week's episode. We will see you on Thursday for Throwback Thursday, where we are going to cover some journey into mystery. See you then.